0: No purchase necessary. Void are prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Come on in. Come Love on in. Radio. Fire! The water is a boiling. It's time to put somebody in this pot. Greetings, greetings, and salutations, and welcome. Welcome to Talk Radio at area
0: code 5 follow my screen on me. Enjoying this year of live at Cocoa 43 with the left hand light on the street and it's the West Come on in, come on in, welcome. It is a live video of love. Come back home to Africa. She's you calling your name to win. So Come back home to Africa. The faded cap and golden ring. I'm waiting for you once again. Radio, I'm we
2: Eshu is the respected elder who flogs, confronts, and uncovers fools. That one versed in mystery uses truth to own you. He causes scatter to feed poverty. Obatala shakes rascals to have sacrifice. The owner of warnings is the one who is Eshu, May our ever reach a room, may our ever be accepted, may indeed our ever allow what we desire to come to pass. So we say, Ashe, and Ashe, divine all blessed, peace and love, joy and prosperity, elevation, revelations and manifestation. In this new year, 2022, you are now sitting live with the Divine Prince, Pan-African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, Elagun Oloye, Hudu Obeya Bokur, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, evolutionary, revolutionary, universally healing, and holistic from a Pan-African, Hoodoo world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veils, for it is all just an illusion and a test and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is indeed my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, my reverberation. Reiteration, and it is my ever-living reality. All is a blessing, is crucial to the very foundation of my inner standing, my teaching, my walk, my work along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. And indeed, it is my ultimate demonstration. And it is the place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my endeavors understanding that i and i alone create and co-create my divine destiny and i and i alone create and co-create my divine all blessed reality and so it is ashe asheo ashe greetings and salutations to each and every one of you in first monday broadcasting monday of 2022 january 3rd I am always eternally grateful and appreciative for each moment, for each breath, for each opportunity to acknowledge and give thanks to, first, the black woman is God, the black woman is God, the black woman is not God. And because the black woman is God, therefore, I, too, am born God. And a given each moment, each breath, each opportunity to develop and grow further into my humanity and into my divinity as a co-creator with the God, the great God. Every prophetic teacher and leader before me has said so and has passed it down. So it's not self-created wisdom. It's not new wisdom. It is indeed universal, ancient, but universal wisdom. I am moving forward in a way in 2022 that for you will be brand new, but even for me in many ways will seem brand new. Though who I am and what I say and my cadence and sort of my rhythm uh, doesn't deviate by much, but my ability to create content and material that continues to be both engaging and edifying, but also empowering, self-empowering, but promote a more unified sense of community uh, as it relates to not just hoodoo, not just voodoo and, and conjure and, and New Orleans voodoo for that matter, but indeed for atr from a more pan-africanist
1: spiritualist
2: globalist perspective, I want to start by noting that uh, everyone does lists going in one year and 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 coming into another uh, and, and so I don't necessarily broadcast lists but i research and study lists and try to get a better understanding, if you will, as to where the world is uh, going into each uh, artificially created new year for us. Because many of us know, you know, celestially, uh, <laughs> cosmically, uh, the, the new year is just not December 31st going into January 1st. It's sort of an artificial construct um, driven by Caesar, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and so we just mark it as more of a symbolic um, turning, if you will, from one point of being to another. And of course, that three twos and that one old, that'll be on every document that we date throughout the uh, remaining of the year. And so we still see Christianity in terms of world-dominating religion, culture, theology, mindset, thinking, and practice at 2.382 billion. 31% of the global population claims to be and is documented as uh, believing and representing Christianity a fine line between believing in and then representing. I know in my own spiritual journey when often engaging people in conversation about spirituality, religion, culture, practice, even a discussion of a holiday, um, you quickly come to understand who is practicing, living, operating under those, you know, letters uh, versus those who claim those letters. Um, maybe for some other reason, and we want to get a little bit more into uh, those other reasons as I move forward today in the show. I want to also note that Islam is still closely behind Christianity. Um, I'm often uh, found to be uh, making statements such as Islam is really the side of the other side of the point, primarily um, if you will, Hinduism uh, 1.2 billion, 15.1% of the world population. And then there's 1.1 1. 1 billion or 15.58% of the population. That claims to be secular or non-religious. And again, um, I find it a bit of a conflict with secular or non-religious, but you acknowledge Christmas, Easter. Um, You acknowledge the Christianized government and system upon which we live and operate in. And then in in the next case scenario, um, there's not often something to replace it with. Um, There's the idea of I don't believe anything, um, but then there's politics and we'll get into that then um, there's pop culture we'll get into that <laughs> you know so uh, one thing I like about this particular list is secular or non-religious are included in the listing of the most uh, dominant uh, populist uh, financially stable uh, world religions secular and non-religious still appears on the list in the fourth position uh, in the fifth position Buddhism at five uh, five hundred six million uh, Chinese traditional religion at three hundred and ninety four million ethnic religions including some in separate categories that are also included on this list three hundred million or of the global population. Now, African traditional religions, or ATR, 100 million or 1.2% of world uh, religious um, positioning. Then there's Sikhism, uh, Judaism, Spiritism at 14.5 million or 0.18%. Baha'i faith, Jainism, Shinto, uh, uh, Kao Day, Zoroastrian, Zoroastrianism, Tenrikyo, um, which I believe is a Japanese um, religious tradition and practice, at two million or 0.02% of the global population, and then animism at one. million, or 0.02% of the global population. Uh, There's Druze, there's neo-paganism, there's utarian universalism, uh, and then last on this list is Rastafari at 0.6 million or 0.007 percent of world religious ideology and, and population. Now, you might be asking, well, why is that important? Well, it's indeed important in this discussion we're having or beginning today on speaking for, and maybe I should pose that as a question, who is speaking for Eidos? And I chose Eidos consciously. Particularly, I chose ADOS in in that language. Um, The controversial group ADOS divides Black Americans in the fight for economic equality. Uh, And this was a posting from last year. Reparations and the lingering racial wealth gap have been conversations largely within the Black American community. Both issues have received wider attention of late, particularly among the current crop of Democratic presidential candidates. And again, this was, uh, I believe, uh, January 19, 2020. So all the Democratic presidential candidates except for the former Vice President Joe Biden said that they support legislation to at least study the issue of reparations. Only Marianne Williamson, who recently ended her presidential campaign, that she fully supported reparations in the amount of 200 million to 500 billion. Biden had not endorsed any reparation legislation at that time, and and has not since that I am um, indeed aware of. Now, again, you ask, well, how does that play into my topic, which I'm now going to pose as a question: Who is speaking for? Who is speaking for the descendants of the formerly enslaved uh, uh, Africans, uh, the descendants of the Middle Passage, and, and indeed those who are owed reparations, whether you believe you deserve them or should receive them or not, uh, but indeed those who are due reparations, who indeed is speaking for the voices of that Black American population in terms of spirituality and religion. Now, that's why the you know, voices of Black America in spirituality and religion. So I have to introduce economics into the conversation. I have to introduce politics into the conversation. I have to induce, uh, introduce many bullet points into the conversation of who is indeed speaking for because often who is speaking for is also who is
0: influencing.
2: There's a no visual influencers, demonstration influencers who, who demonstrate, who lead by example. Um, there are the pop propaganda and the pop culture imagery and, and what is accepted in mainstream society or culture. And mainstream society or culture applies to where you are in the world, where you're listening to this, this podcast from um, on the globe. So what applies in Afghanistan or Dubai? Uh, or Saudi Arabia does not necessarily apply in in Brazil, or Sao Paulo, you know, um, or or, or Peru does not necessarily apply in in Gambia or South Africa or or, uh, Egypt or or Nigeria does not necessarily apply in Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, (laughs) you know, uh, Chicago, New York City, California. So there are many areas that we could look at and consider in terms of a conversation about who indeed is speaking for us and particularly as it relates to spirituality and religion another um quick point i wanted to make <clears throat> is that america is one of the most religious countries on earth america Oh, yeah, I know we can point to, you know, many severe locations in, in the Middle East and, and in other parts of the world, uh, but indeed, America is one of the most religious countries on Earth. Americans are functionally illiterate when it comes to religion. Let me say that again with clarity. America is one of the most religious countries on the face of the earth. Uh, that, that's my bullet point B behind ADOS in terms of who is speaking for us. So, A, ADOS, American descendants of enslaved Africans. We, I am, you are, we, we speak for us. But B, understanding that America is one of the most religious countries on earth, Also speaks, it's one of the voices that speak for many of us. And and maybe your household didn't come up in the church or didn't, you know, practice a a religion. But indeed, you live and operate in a culture um, swabbed in religion, religious nuance, religious symbolism, religious undertones, uh, hidden sometimes behind moral overtones, value-based overtones and piccadillos. America is functionally illiterate when it comes to religion. And particularly the religion in which pick an American, the religion in which they practice sometimes more illiterate when it comes to the practices of other people, cultures, ethnic groups geographic locations and their adherences to uh, religious tradition. And 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 as I sort of leaked earlier in the conversation, um, you don't have to necessarily be, you can be the non-secular, non-religion, but if you're acknowledging holidays, if you are taking off on a holiday, uh, if you follow the seven-day calendar, if you are Operating in the Western world, you are either operating consciously in a state of religion, in denial in a state of religion. Um, I'll even give you um, revolt with the state of religion, but you are responding to and operating in this country of, of the most religious folk on earth who are at the same time the most illiterate about their own Christianity, Islam, Judaism, um, and and any other tradition that might be within their peer group circle. How often do we hear, you know, I'm raised Jew, but I don't practice? How often do you hear, you know, my parents were Catholic, but, you know, my wife is Protestant and, and I'm Gnostic, and so to do our thing, Uh, but when we quietly sit and and have a discussion about beliefs, politics, gender identity, sexual identity, class, status, racism, what people believe and their state in in this uh, positioning of of powers of religion um, rings clear. to the the third eye that's open and, and the ear that's tuned in and is listening. Who speaks for black America when it comes to spirituality and religion? Church, does the church speak for blacks in America when it comes to spirituality and religion? How many of us know and might self-identify as someone who no longer participates in the church, no longer associates with, uh, quote-unquote, religion, but your family does, your peers do, your parents do, which can sometimes be the more intense scenario. Um, Many people disclaim religion while still adhering to particular behaviors to appease grandma, grandpa, um, mother, father, sister, brother, uh, and, and, and indeed the community, uh, it, it's a bit of a black card prerequisite to believe in in God, to believe in a in a in a Jesus, whether he be a a pale blonde Jesus or or a black Afro wearing Jesus, um, but to believe nonetheless. Um, Esther Rowe, Good Times, <laughs> Michael, you know, Black Jesus, you know. And so who speaks for us in our community? Uh, the church, there's a the heaven and hell theory, and, of course, the devil, the idea that, you know, you, you, you're trying to make it in heaven or you, you're trying to keep stay out of hell. Um, And then, of course, there's the instigator, the great instigator, the devil, uh, who either influences and encourages you to to do other than your divine self um, or who, again, meets you and and contracts you and seduces you um, into a place where you end up in this hell created primarily for the enslaved populations of the world. Um, but motivated and led on by by the black church uh gained global uh positioning um, which i have said many times on my on my show i don't think uh christianity as a religion would hold the positioning in the world today uh that it does w- without enslavement of course without our syncretizing and synchronizing and um appropriating in some cases and bastardizing in others and recreating um, a a new sort of religious tradition that's that's now um, global uh, and and, and is headway right now by the evangelical um, church. But, But I digress. The church, the heaven and hell concept, the devil, there's control, there's the idea of evil and manipulation when, when we are invoking the devil from this Christianized, um, from the only perspective is the Christianized perspective. Um, the idea of the devil just does not hold water in other ethnic cultural traditions throughout the world uh, in the way it has been uh, presented to us and particularly to our community. Um, hell as a final destination. I know people who still to this day uh, have, you know, 50, 60, 70, um, have converted to other religions, have become agnostic, have become atheists, um, claim to be in control of their faculties and their mind and their consciousness, um, but are still having dreams uh, about hell, which is a dream I've never had, by the way. I've had visions, but I've never, I've never had a dream. Um, of hell. Um, These are techniques of not just the church or the ministry, but the preacher. The hook, the hook, the thing that grabs you and and brings you in and, you know, we all want to be prosperous, right? We all want to be wealthy, right? We all want to I I love us back, right? We we all wanna be king and queen and, and president, you know. There's a the hook that's uh practiced and rehearsed and um manipulated and not just in church, not just in religion, but in public speaking, in politics, in uh your Doctor Umar Johnson's and, and your uh, uh Francis Cress Wilson's and you know, eloquence and articulation and and usage of language that um, belies another novelty that Americans have, and and that is somehow we are the most educated people in the world. (laughs) And Americans are not the most educated people in the world, by far. Pick an ethnic group. Americans are not by far the most educated uh, people in the world. You asked me to pick an ethnic group, the Yoruba hold the highest degrees in the U.S., the Yoruba Ethnic Group. The African-American, Nigerian Yoruba community. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Look it up. That's a real number. Um, after the hook there's the storm chaser, you know, and some of you are are dealing with the storm chasers, the, the new version of the storm chaser in Instagram. Who seeks you out in your private DMs? Who you know swears they have a message for you. The ancestors are speaking through them for you. Um, they they understand that you're going through a trial, a tribulation. Um, you know, much like your uh, accident chasers. You know, the the attorneys who are only interested in uh, chasing the accident. You know, for the next sale, the next point of point of sale. And so there's the storm. Chaser, uh, I believe to some degree, uh, your former uh, twice. How does Sony do it on on the view? Twice impeached uh, ex president um, was a great storm chaser and used that uh, as a manipulative tactic in many of his public outbursts, if you can call them speeches, if at all. Uh, there's the assigner of assignments, who gives you an assignment to do. And now that assignment doesn't always look like me or Dr. Phil or Iana Van Zandt, which which might be a good thing, by the way. No, that assigner today looks like pop culture, it looks like your latest, hottest, most um, uh, click-bait-worthy you know, rapper, singer, uh, actress, reality TV, who can not only speak
0: mandates but can
2: set a precedent by behavior, by language usage, um, and, and of course, when you are wealthy, rich, because you know they say you got to be rich and, and rich and wealthy and 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 doing good to. Uh, to, to have a reality show that that's what they say and that's certainly what they make it look like um, lovely houses and mansions and cars and and finery and and people who seemingly have all the resources that they need uh, so paying the rent uh, keeping the lights on keeping the heat on is, is a pay, appears not to be a, of a concern um, for them and then there's a lot of space for drama and dramatic flair and excessiveness and and abuses um, in some cases, but yet these people speak for and often speak to um, our community, our people, and we go, oh, you say, oh, no, that's not me, Uh, but but your children, your your children's friends, your, your children at some point in a best case scenario, I have to leave you and spend, what, five, six hours a day in, in a school with at least 30 or more other little individuals who have been greatly in, influenced by um, the preceding items and, and the many more that I'm going to cover uh, momentarily. So the assigner can very well be, um, what's the guy, Samuels, uh, who's the dating so-called expert who's gone viral in TikTok and (laughs) who's always insulting and berating women and particularly black women. He's an assigner of assignments. There's the hope dealer. The hope dealer also likes to show up in your DMs um, and Instagram and, and promise you opportunities of, of winning the lottery and, um, Getting your, you know, abusive, drug addicted, um, dysfunctional, financially insecure, lover back through some kind of quick spell magic that's going to, you know, make things kick and pop, you know, in, in 48 hours or some other nonsense along those lines. The hope dealer. Politicians peddle hope. Preachers peddle hope. Um, then there's the messenger and often the messenger only has to stay on message not create a new message or truly be open to receiving a message of uh, from spirit from the ancestors from, from the creative uh, realms, dimensional spaces but just have to stay on message and discern what the top culturally accepted or politically accepted in some cases, religiously accepted message is, um, and then dress that part, look that part, play that role. And so we have preachers, but also politicians who are messengers who stay on the, the, the Democratic message, the Republican message, the progressive, conservative, you know, the green, you know, message. And there's not a lot of wiggle room for the details of living life on living life's terms, living reality, um, and living reality uh, in the moment, in the moment. And then there's the terrorist technique who indeed fears you, scares you into motivation, into belief, into maintaining a position. Some people hold on to religion that doesn't work for them anymore, um, primarily out of fear. Um, And, and again, that's that heaven, hell, and the devil, you know, theory. So who is speaking for us? Who indeed is speaking for us? And and it would be so easy to say, oh, I speak for myself. Yes, we would like to believe that we all speak. So eloquently and so passionately for ourselves, considering the statistics (laughs) that I've already shared, Um, we live in the most, one of the most religious countries in in the world. We live in the most illiterate country uh, as it relates to Americans, as it relates to not only the religion that you claim you adhere and practice, uh, but then the religion of other people. Uh, and then we have a American or Western delusion that um, because we are indeed modern and Western and live in America or live in Tokyo or live in the UK and we're somehow more advanced than other parts of the world. We even use ugly language like third world country. Um, I flip up on the occasion and use First and second and third world terminology, often to make a point. Uh, and so, who is speaking for you? If, if you're indeed not clear about your own positioning, and being clear about your own positioning, that doesn't just mean being clear about religion and spirituality. It absolutely includes economics, critical race theorists, politics, you know, geographic regional politics, depending on where you are in the world, you have your own unique set of politics that you have to to navigate. Um, Then there are the conspirists, you know, who not only create – conspiracy, uh, just just out of the, you know, I'm a free thinker, and I'm entitled to, you know, use some imaginative thinking, you know, as a part of my uh, process. But there are indeed um, conspirists whose sole purpose is to just confuse. Uh, Indeed, it is a noted uh, terrorist tactic um, to create propaganda uh, primarily for the the role, the job of bringing about confusion, Um, getting people to just be confused about what democracy looked like or what capitalism looks like or what, you know, communism looks like or or, or what another country or region of the world or or gender or, or class, you know, might truly be. So we use conspiracy and conspiracy theorists sometimes in in jest and humor, but but in all sincerity. um, It does not often denote the curious thinker, but can often and more often speak to um, the confusionist. (laughs) Not Confucius, but confusionist the one that likes to create confusion uh, and then keep that going. Um, For just entertainment, We see that a great deal in social media uh, and the internet, but but in the world, it can be dangerous. Uh, In a school, it can be dangerous. Of course, there's the state and politicians that interfere with and manipulate and um, try and advance their own thoughts, ideas, positioning. As it relates to who is speaking to Ados and the voices of black America and spirituality and religion. Indeed. Um, And I've covered numerous of times, um, not just today, the discussion of um, COINTELPRO, but we've done several episodes in the discussion of COINTELPRO. And and my belief that um, some of the loudest, most aggressive voices that we are seeing in Social media, particularly with you know a million followers, but you're not on TV. Uh, you don't have a sad card. You don't have an IMDb profile. You've never made a record. Uh, you've never played a sport, um, but you get a million followers, you know, two million followers in in, in social uh, media, uh, and and then there are sometimes the risk riskier uh, risk takers, the riskier of voices. Among us are often coattail plants. I think what's the word y'all using today? Ops, whose primary, primary, primary goal is to um, to create sort of an illusion of shock and awe and dynamite and power and lights and whistles that is designed to draw and entice a particular mindset of person, Um, particularly, again, COINTELPRO, the FBI, the federal government. Um, I previewed a video um, in the 11 o'clock hour, I think it was, before we came on, um, about some new evidence of COINTELPRO and and the FBI and their... um, seeking information and looking into um, information on people who not only um, are accused of this sort of made-up phraseology, critical race thinking, um, uh, practitioners, but also, you know, Black Lives Matter and and other protest um, groups of new, Um, you younger millennial folk who are still young enough to believe, you know, the world is, you know... (laughs) you know, primarily still a good place and then you're not being watched and monitored and and that you, you know, you have no reason to be concerned and and it's absolutely you that should have a reason to be concerned. You're often the people who are most giving of yourselves in the world internet platform. Your secrets, your desires, your fears, um, your crimes, you know, you all are just too easy to, to to give that, suggest that um, we've made TikTok, you know, popular. We've made um, other platforms that are um, good for pulling the curtain back um, popularized. And so the access that these um, mechanisms of COINTELPRO and other mechanisms beyond COINTELPRO uh, and the FBI have to not only access our community, but to influence our community and what we think. And I think sometimes the more aggressive free thinker that you believe yourself to be, you are often more influenced. And the reason I say that is because um, I'm a pain of identity here. You know, So you're a bit self-isolating. You don't watch TV. You don't own a television. Um, you probably don't listen to radio unless it's talk radio. So once we get into the talk radio box, you're now decidedly one thing or the other or here. But but you've got to decide decidedly be something. Because there's not a whole lot of diversity in radio. Say for public radio, but mainstream radio, network radio, um iHeart radio, um Uh, Pandora, even. There's not a great degree of diversity there. Um, Try going into Pandora and and looking for specific formulas of music in ATR. Um, Bata, uh, Santeria music, Lukumi music, um, ritual drumming, um, Haitian voodoo, Um, and, and be as specific as you can because you have to be. Because there's no diversity in, in in those in those commercially driven, economically driven platforms. There's no um, diversity uh, uh, to speak of uh, there. Uh, there's the internet witches. Oh, you knew you were coming. <laughs> your black witches. You, you, you knew I was coming. Uh, your internet witches, and of course your black witches, who are now interjecting themselves into conversations of of black america and spirituality and religion uh, where they otherwise would not normally be or don't really have a concern for for example one of my favorite examples the good old botanica just because of you know a person owns a botanica or is perpetrating a virtual botanica online doesn't mean they know anything about our traditions that mean they respect our traditions. They respect commercialism and they and they respect the dollar. They they respect capitalism. They respect the free exchange of uh, sage bundles and, and your five and ten dollar ten dollar bills. They're not concerned about you know am I wiping this particular species of plant out of existence needlessly when you can easily grow white sage, in a pot in your yard, um, as I do and as many people that I know do. Um, So we have to now consider, and not just your black witches, uh, all hail and respect to the black witches, um, but there are other people, other groups, who are not necessarily sharing their faith or their identity or their personal information, but they have shops, virtually, you know, shops, uh, botanica stores, uh, in some cases, websites, social media sites that are decidedly spiritual. And they might even um, promote themselves as being sort of universally spiritual. And so they'll take a little bit from each country, each region, and post that Teach that, share that uh, from their site. Uh, But again, these are people who are often not committed to um, any tradition, not not just that of their own, but any tradition that, um, that they bother to truly study and understand and represent from an authentic place. Um, I was trying to look for my my list of uh, uh, world religions. So, you know, they could be Buddhist. They could be uh, Hinduism. They could be Hindu. They could be, you know, Christian. And I'm talking primarily of Americans right now. But the statistics, again, show that we are deeply ignorant when it comes to understanding the religion that you claim that you practice not to mention understanding my religion or the next person's religion or or trying to understand now Lukumi which is on the rise. ATR is is very close to the top Uh, animism very close to the top in terms of growing developing um, practices Greetings, greetings to my chat. I, I kind of did things a little different today, so forgive me. Uh, greetings, S. Marie. Come on in, beloved. Welcome. Thank you so much, Chef Bougie, to you and yours. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for being a consistent um, participant, family member, um, uh, adherent to the cause, to the tradition. Greetings, Imani Sankofa. Peace and blessings to you and yours as well, beloved. Uh come on in spiritual butterfly. Hello, beloved. Just just come on in. You're welcome. Greetings and salutations to you and yours, Craig Burns, and to the UK. Uh happy New Year's to you and yours as well. Come on in, UK. Gabby Twin. Greetings, beloved. She said there needs to be a spiritual side of ADOS. I absolutely believe one hundred percent. Uh I need to find a way to give y'all uh a cookie or a, a weed brownie or <laughs> some, kind of, some kind of gift when y'all uh, a ring a bell, uh, when y'all hit it, you know, there absolutely needs to be. And it and it's not a new argument, Gabby. Um, when we go back to the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, civil rights movement, the, all of them uh, are a part of the movement, first of all, let let's be clear. When we look at the movement and we go back to the 50s, civil rights, the 60s, black power movement, the women's liberation movement, uh, the gay rights movement, there's often been this sort of battle between uh, being decidedly political, even in the nationalist uh, category, being decidedly political, governmental, um, resource-oriented, without considering the resource that is nature, that is spirit, uh, that is um, the ancestors, you know, that is culture and and tradition. Very few places have been able to um, understand that uh, often when they do, it is it
0: becomes, uh,
2: uh, uh, you know, uh, Tourist destination, but there absolutely needs to be a spiritual side to to it. And I think another aspect of why that might be not aggressively pursued among the official Ados um, recognizing community is because of the uh, the word ethnic group. Because once you start talking about ethnic group. Then the argument begins all over again in terms of who should receive reparations, who should be acknowledged um, as a part of that group, particularly if there's going to be some money involved. Uh, Most people only care or, or, or show a lack of care in the face of reparations because it might look like some black people might get something. And so, therefore, whether they be black or, or other races and ethnicities, um, many people now have something to say uh, about reparations. Um, and, and then, of course, you know, well, does it come out of my textile, or am I now going to have to uh, support this um, and, and ask a question, and ask that question in a way that was not asked? Um, of, of the Jews that was not asked uh, of the Japanese that was not asked uh, of many other groups who, you know, gained the reparations. I believe just the active usage of the lettering Eidos has ever been to do with reparations. And so there's a conversation of, well, who's included in that? You know, which Africans in America are we referring to becomes sort of, you know, that discussion. But I think as long as DNA continues to evolve and um, become much easier to access, much more economically uh, feasible for an individual to access access um, that notion of ethnic group and ethnicity, um, you won't be able to continue to run from that. Uh, And as I've said on previous shows, I think that that could be a a great benefit to the condition of white supremacy and and racism in the way that we now are living under and experiencing it um, in the world. It definitely can shift things a little bit uh, if people are are more honest and forthcoming um, about who they are. And not just honest, you know, in the face of dishonesty, honest in that we often have little to no knowledge or information. Uh, in this culture, that's something that we, the government, the system has sought to erase is individual nuances that could otherwise um, upset the system. Greeting, to Mafia uh, Rothschild, blessings and healing to you as well, beloved. Come on in. Welcome. Thank you, spiritual butterfly. Greetings to my mother, my queen mother. Happy New Year. Happy birthday to the beloved. Yes, the people perish through the lack of knowledge. I knew someone would say it. I actually wrote that down in my notes. Just, I, I just didn't, I just didn't verbalize it, but you did. Yes, indeed. Come on in. The Goddess Initiative. Greetings and salutations to you and yours, beloved, to you and your family uh, and and, and the young child. Uh, A lot of stuff is staged, beloved, and not just on TV. Oh, my goodness. Not just on TV because, you know, let's consider history. There was a time we didn't have TV. There was a time we didn't have radio. There was a time we didn't have internet i know heaven forbid that some of you just can't imagine um but yeah um some of us in this audience have seen a time where all you had was radio or all you had was then black and white tv you know past what was the, the 50s i think uh and then the internet came around uh the early 80s early to the mid 80s and so um we've had to pull Information, news, historically throughout the world, um, usually by word of mouth, uh, trusted word of mouth from one ear to another, one community to another. Uh, And then the availability of, of propaganda had to take an equal, if not more difficult, journey to reach that same audience. Um, Today, you know, you can reach a million people, you know, with one, you know, Super Bowl advertisement, maybe a billion people with one Super Bowl advertisement. Um, And so the Internet, for sure, has changed the playing field in terms of uh, technology, accessibility. Um, It has even the playing field to some degree, while at the same time it is still a a two-edged sword. Greetings, Mark. Uh, Join science. Leave religion. Open your eyes. I can agree with that to some degree. I think religion is science. So um, I think there's a bit of a word play when we, you know, and and I've talked about that before, Mark. Maybe you weren't here. Um, You know, Religion has become a bad word, again, especially in the West, especially in in the capitalism and and democracy of the West. Um, Religion has become um, a really a dirty word. And and I said earlier in the show today, I think it has survived here in America, particularly um, to the degree that it has because of enslavement. Um, And had that whole ugly um, process have never happened or occurred. Uh, one, we probably would not be here. A miracle probably would not exist in the way that it does today. Uh, but, but just imagine an alternate reality that in another, you know, in dimensional time and space continuum, um, things were, you know, different. Uh, religion certainly would be viewed more as a science like math or medicine for that matter um, than it does today in terms of its ability for control, wickedness, manipulation, the things that we um, often uh, attribute to the hell concept and, and, of course, to the devil concept. Uh, spiritualism as a religious practice. Um, I'm not sure if w- it, what the point of that question was, if that was to me or or, or what that was. Uh, but in terms of our, our our list of dominant world religions, Spiritism is listed at 14.5 million or 0.18 percent of the global population, spiritism as a religion. Spiritualism, I think, is too general a word and could probably be applied globally, universally, um, like a science, um, anywhere in the universe that you plant the word, Uh, much like I think religion would be Today, had it not been for the Middle Passage. Greetings, Gene um, Williams. Come on in, beloved. Welcome to the new year, January 3rd, 2022. Come on in, Electric Vibes, Electro Vibes. Greetings and salutations to you and yours as well. Peace and blessings. Greetings, uh beloved. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Should I pronounce it or should I just say RPSU to be? In terms of lineage, are we the descendants of slaves or the descendants of free men or both? Does it matter which term we use from a spiritual standpoint? Uh, We're probably, um, in many cases, a descendant of both. Um, We know the history in terms of uh, free people of color arriving now, how safe they were um, became a challenge. We know there was a period where some were actually forced to move uh, order uh, to avoid uh, being captured and enslaved free people. And then there's, uh, you know, um, those who maybe managed to survive, um, but bought their family out of slavery, for instance. So they would have been a slave-owning family, uh, particularly in the Black Republic of Louisiana. That would have been something that would have been common. Um, More wealthier um, Black families buying their enslaved relatives um, as slaves, but buying them out of slavery, um, essentially. Um, So there's probably both. Yeah, probably both, and then it depends on the and then at what point in history did they make their entryway in, into the country. Um, so, yeah, both free men and enslaved, I'm sure, yes, that that mathematically and scientifically makes sense. Uh, But does it matter in terms of spiritual standpoint? Um, I think it matters um, only... pity, showed empathy, showed mercy on, on the enslaved, even within your bloodline uh, under the conditions of which they were able to do so from within the dynamics of that time period. Um, and vice versa, you know, we tend to get sometimes uh, focused in on what I call relatives and people we know. Whereas with ancestors, um, our great and great and great, great grandparents and and all the bloodlines that would connect to them um, coming forward in in time space, their siblings and and how we interact uh, genetically and and, and in the DNA chain with the other members, you know, other family, there's absolutely um, going to be a mix uh, and if we want to bring reincarnation into the picture it, from a spiritual standpoint um many of you have had many lives and 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 they have not all been black or white or or, or you know it's funny how we say black and white and then we say Asian Hispanic we, the whole wording changes up we move from color usage to man-made up ethnic representations, you know, like Hispanic, like, like Latino. Uh, but, yeah, there's a definite, um, when we look at it from a scientific, mathematical DNA perspective, a mix that takes place. So a whole human, 360 degrees of consciousness, would not then create and maintain separation within themselves, And so that then spills out into how we look at culture and society. We are born individual. We are born specific. We are born, you know, with a pedigree, if you will, with a a specific uh, family and and unit and bloodline and lineage um, that feeds we as humans how we manifest spiritual discipline, spiritual uh, teaching, spiritual practices, but how we manifest spiritually as humans, I think, is universal. I believe it's universal. Okay, uh, Kevin Samuels. (laughs) Yes, I You told him you watch enough movies to know that it could have been a green screen and all these people could have been actors. Yes, indeed. Was that about Kevin Samuels or am I missing a point? Help me out, it. You know, sometimes I'm slow on the chat. Greetings, DP. Greetings, beloved. Come on in. Jules Birch, come on in. Greetings to you as well. Thank you, Gene uh, Williams. No one is ever late. you just in time. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be here two or three hours. I, I just can't do that anymore. Uh, my schedule is just overwhelming. Uh, but I am going to be here at noon as frequently as possible. I'm going to jump right in um, and, and participate as much as people are, are, are open to participation um, and so, no one is ever late. Um, I'm just grateful that you are here and you're present, that you can always catch me in archive. i um, either at blogtalkradio.com forward slash the hyphen divine hyphen prince. Um, and, of course, at my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash voodoo tie, V-O-O-D-O-O-T-Y-E. But no one is ever late to the show. I'm just grateful that you all are so consistent in your presence. Uh, let's see. The God's initiative says she was rich in all her previous lives. Okay, girl, be careful now. Yeah. You don't think you were ever impoverished in any of your lives? Or you think because you were rich in all your lives, did this one is a more of a struggle. I don't know. Which is it? <laughs> um, spiritual beliefs absolutely seem to mirror quantum theory a great deal. I'm Craig Burns. I'm a proponent of such. Omnipresence of God and the omnipresence of a remote viewer or psychic uh, would be spooky action at a distance or quantum entanglement. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And and you're um, um, bringing up another point that sticks out to me in my mind, just based on sort of the wording that you use here. You know, everybody, at least if we believe, you know, the Internet and um, social media. And, And let me be clear. I am partly to blame for the Black Witch Movement. No one is going to say that. No one's going to give me credit for that. And I'm certainly not uh, claiming ownership of it uh, in any way uh, or to be, you know, the sole, you know, leader um, uh, of it, if you will. But certainly in terms of the timing, um, the early 2000s, one of the first people to really bring – Spirituality and religion from a black perspective, from an ATR perspective, to the black community and to the world by way of the Internet. Um, And so many copycats came after that. Many monkey see, monkey do's came after that. Some people came and perfected the game after me. Um, Others came and and, and brought their own thing and, and sort of developed that. But there were people around. Um, Tasha was around. Uh, Tosh, who's often here in the group, uh, was around to sort of see that was old enough and was around to sort of watch that happen. So this is one of the reasons why I sort of, you know, Black witches are one of my pet peeves, uh, particularly in terms of how we are operating at this time. We have an opportunity to truly operate and vibrate at a higher level and, and to do a greater work than much of what foolishness we're seeing in TikTok, Instagram, you know, the, the newest thing is, is going after, you know, successful practitioners in, 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 a, in a, an attempt to sort of create an audience for yourself. And there's room for that because you all like a good freak show. You like a good reality TV show. You, you like mess and drama and drama is popular in a free state of of Internet. In the free state, Internet is not free, but in a free state of exchange right now where people can say and do and be and perpetrate who and what they want to be. So in the dynamics of that, the quick desire to want to be readers in particular,
0: Reiki in particular, spiritual in particular the information
2: tangling, quantum, quantum energy that is a scary scientific quantum metaphysical notion to to to, to you know to quander to think about because even if you're a reader you're reading from your home you never read in public you never have people in your space it's just an over the phone thing it's just 800 and you are still getting entangled in other people's energy voluntarily every, every moment of your activity. I've talked about it in previous shows that I'm sometimes woken in the middle of the night for what appears to be no reason whatsoever, only for my phone to ring five minutes later. Only, only for to, to, to later have it confirmed that someone had been focusing their energy on me. Intently. So anytime you become a public figure, but most certainly anytime you, you know, are on TV or, or, or on video or you have facial recognition, but certainly anytime you invite, you know, people's questions, concerns, often problems, uh, tragedies in as a reader, you're also inviting. A sort of uh, a, the science of quantum entanglement which, which is happening anyway we're all absorbing the stress of society anyway even if you don't talk to your neighbors even if you never cross the street and, and, and examine the next building or the next block or, or the next house <clears throat> for that matter but we all collectively felt a sense of, of, of anxiety and stress from the pandemic that was unifying in a a way that we don't often get to experience globally, something that affects us globally, that causes us all to sort of empathize globally. So quantum entanglement for sure is a real thing, uh, for sure. And so the ability for God to be omnipresent, omnipotent, I get tongue time when I start saying all these these similar sounding words, um, but also for us to be able to remote view, for us to be able to, to speak power to prayer, for, for us to be able to pray for somebody at a distance. Uh, all of those energies intersect with sort of this universal cosmic grid, if you will, of quantum energy. So So, so it's very real. It's very real. Oh wow, the the multiverse is something that um my mother and I and my sister Wapani and one of my cousins, Yvette, have been talking about a lot. And particularly um in the last, I don't know, ninety days. Probably greatly motivate now I got the hiccups, forgive me block talk radio um I was drinking coffee, people who have video on now know what what's going on, but people who can only hear me block talk radio drinking coffee now I got the hiccups, but um we've been talking about it a lot. I realize some people still don't even understand what the multiverse is um, or, or how it works or will continue to work. And I say continue to work because it's already a reality. It's already a real thing. Um, some of the children, the youngsters, uh, particularly gamers, have been operating sort of in the multiverse already to some degree uh, for some years. So if you're in your virtual reality game, um, you know, you, you want a particular weapon or you, you need transportation or, you know, last time I played a virtual reality game was on Xbox, uh, the original Xbox. <laughs> and I think that time it was, um, oh, wow, what was the game I had? Because I only had one or two games. Uh, this game had many versions in different locations. I think my version was Las Vegas, but you basically could, you know, jack people for their cars, find weapons, find prizes, go in and out of buildings, you know, drive across the golf course, you know, virtual reality game. Uh, and then you buy. Thank you, Vibes, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I had the Grand Theft Auto. That that was the the last game that I played uh, and owned was was the original Grand Theft Auto Xbox. So that predates what? Hurricane Katrina. So, we were already entering the multiverse. What was just beginning even then with the Xbox was the ability to then hook that up to your internet. And at that time you could hook it up to Yahoo 360. There were a plethora of chat rooms. I don't know what happened to all the chat rooms. Remember chat room? There were a plethora of chat rooms that you could go in and out of. Um, well, maybe part of what happened was predators, um, young people being preyed upon in the chat rooms. And, and, and from my understanding, these sorts of things can still go on, probably to a greater degree, in the in these newer platforms in these newer newer games. Um, but I'm just kind of speaking this nostalgically right now in terms of the multiverse. And so, you know, you might want to buy a card. You might want to buy clothing now. And and so now we have Bitcoin. And so Bitcoin has made that transition between real money and world money, between monopoly money <laughs> and, and virtual world money, uh, easier. And so you now can buy using your Bitcoin. But at some point, usually the Bitcoin either originated as real money or can sort of be used now to buy real things. Um, and, and so that line has, has also blurred. So the, they've been blurring the line, leading us up to the multiverse um, for some time. Um, I think the multiverse is just a new language for the Jetson era. Uh, I've been wanting and anticipating and talking about the Jetson era uh, since I was born, since, since, since the 60s. And so we were promised a lot of things with uh, The Jetsons uh, as a cartoon back in in that day. The Jetsons was on. My Favorite Martian was on. uh, Mr. Ed, The Talking Horse was on TV. uh, Bewitched was just coming out now in black and white. uh, The Monsters was on TV. So we were promised a whole lot of metaphysical, quantum, scientific, uh, sci-fi stuff. You know that's just now really coming to full fruition. Even Star Trek and and uh, your controllers and, and the flip phone and, and the cell phone evolution and and so we've been working our way through the basic foundations of the multiverse for some time. Uh, it's just now "quote unquote" a thing, uh, and particularly with the idea now of people buying real estate in the multiverse, uh, which is something I've been looking into um, and creating sort of a, much like we've all had to experience some would even call it endure uh, during this Zoom era of 2020 and 2021 during the pandemic where kids are, are learning from home many kids are now learning from home again because of the newest variant and um, many work at home people, um, much more work at home people now than it was 20 years ago. Uh, many people hadn't even considered working home as a real thing until uh, uh, the pandemic. Um, and so now that has integrated into the system uh, in terms of what is going to make and build uh, the multiverse. And so our ability now to buy and sell, trade, entertain, be entertained, uh, invite into your virtual space. Um, I'm using live cam right now. I'm just now figuring out that I could be using virtual backgrounds in Zoom while I do this podcast that would um, allow for the creation of different space and, and different Ideas of reality and and what reality is, and if I had where our newscasters really are, if we aren't paying great detail, but you certainly don't expect your friend, your mom, grandma, your employer, to sort of be faking an environment. But the pandemic and Zoom created a reality where you know that's happening now that's now a thing and then TikTok has made using many tricks and applications easier to access so we now have virtual realities that we can create that we can invite other people in i've been playing around with some virtual realities where i can actually invite other people into this space you know i could be in that chair and someone else could be sitting here and Others could be sort of positioned around, um, let's use our imagination. So we could sell body soap and incense and herbs through your virtual reality, using your virtual money. But then that could be FedEx, UPS, you know, globally and and at some point cosmically, (laughs) you know, to the next planet, the next location. Um, in, 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 in real time So The multiverse Is just an extension Of something that we were promised uh, Almost 60 years ago A new was coming uh, We could even take it back You know Without digressing a whole lot To that great radio broadcast uh, Where many Americans Were tricked into believing uh, We were being invaded by, by Aliens So the idea of moving into another time, space, dimensional sphere um, is something that has to start long before um, the consciousness of the people who are living it in the moment. Because sometimes when you're in the moment, you don't quite see the beginning and the ending of a thing with a great deal of clarity. People will go back 300 years from now, 400 years from now, and look at us and this time from a very different perspective than even we can um, because they'll have new knowledge and new information and new science and new worlds of understanding to um, to pull from. So the, you know, like all technology is is a blessing and a curse. Like, all technologies, is a little bit scary and a little bit exciting, you know, at, at the same time. I think every generation thinks the new technology is the mark of the beast, the new technology is the end of the world, the new technology is the Illuminati, the Illuminati, you know, or, or secret orders, you know. Um, and I guess in some alternate reality, intra-dimensional space. It is for some people. It's that profound. It's that earth-shattering. It's that life-changing. Um, some people just don't want to give up their albums and their 45s and their LPs. Um, some people just don't want to give up their CDs and their DVDs, you know, and ultimately your video game cartridges. You know, and, and now some people are are, are just not ready to give up their external hard drives and,
0: and embrace
2: the cloud, <laughs> you know, because the cloud it can be scary for some people, you know. And so the technology, just like consciousness, um, continues to evolve. And so Craig Burns, yeah, there's definitely quantum metaphysics, spiritual development, techno- technological development. There is a quantum entanglement factor there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Let's see. It's almost one thirty. Okay. Great timing. Great timing. Uh, I'm going to check my chat here if you have questions. Of course, if you're on the phone line to 845-277-9143. I'm always grateful for my listening callers. Just push the number one if you have a question or a comment. Um, I have people who listen from their workspace. Everyone in their office listens to this show. Um, and so they can't always uh, press the one and call in. I'm always grateful for my global audience. Uh, of course, the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Australia, and Hong Kong are uh, right now my top listening Audiences, but I'm certainly grateful for Venezuela. I'm certainly grateful for Brazil. Uh, I'm grateful for Argentina. You know they got not to still in Argentina, but, but they listen to us. Okay, <laughs> I'm grateful for Russia, uh, Sweden, Finland, uh, the, the Norway. These are the countries from where we are uh, listened to often daily. France, Germany, uh, the Netherlands, Poland. The Ukraine, uh, Italy, Austria, uh, Spain, Portugal. I often forget about Portugal because it's so small on 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 my map. Uh, Forgive me, Portugal. Portugal is often here every day. Uh, Turkey is often here every day. Um, Iran is here every day. The Pakistan is here every day. India is here every day. Bangladesh is here every day. Indonesia listens every day. Um, Malaysia listens every day. The Philippines, of course, Australia, Indonesia, we said, uh, uh, South Africa, D- Dominican Republic, Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, Kenya. Uganda, Nigeria, Ghana, uh, we lost some listeners in Cameroon. I don't know what's going on in Cameroon. I hope they're not having a, a political issue. I can often tell by the Internet access. Another example of that is southern Indonesia, the furthest tip. Is that Papua New Guinea? Uh, the northern half of the island has Internet. The southern half of the island does not. So we never have listeners in that southernmost tip of, of Indonesia. Um, we never have listeners there, and there's a clean line that separates the northern part of that island from the southern tip. So sometimes it's about technology and internet and people's ability to sort of tap into to where. To, to listen to us and where we are. Um, no, I don't think I saw your post about people stuck in upper chakras, but lower chakras who are a mess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm probably one of those people. Um, that certainly have struggled with just being human and all the things that come with being human. Um, and adulting, Um, while I spend most of my time in the spirit uh, with relative ease, no stress. I'd much rather battle demons and djinn and and angels and spirits than humanity. So I'm probably guilty. Uh, We can feel we're being observed, yes. Yeah, yes. And we are being observed. We are. And I think part of the wiring, um, Craig Burns, for humans is designed to sort of limit, if not prevent that. Um, Some of you are just excessive masturbators. Just the knowledge that your ancestors, or spirit, for that matter, can just enter in, in and out of your space and observe that, uh, does that make you uncomfortable? Does that make you nervous? Are you able to turn that on or off in your
1: head? How, how does that work? How does that
2: work? <laughs> how does that play into your, into your human experience? Uh, yeah. And so remote viewers, psychics. Now, psychics and indeed um, remote viewers to some degree have rules. Now, a, re- a remote viewer can go in and view a location.
0: Uh, and so let's say it's
2: uh, egregious activity uh, involving harm to other people, men, women, children. Um, and so we want to locate that victim, that terrorist, that kidnapper, that bunker. Um, And so the remote viewer has to cross into certain protocols in in the space continuum, if you will, to sort of see into that. Now, now the psychic reader, I don't know, just often, more often than not, in most cases, just can't go into your private business. Just can't. Just can't follow you into the bathroom, the bedroom, whatever, you know. Um, but really has to have permission to only examine what is pertinent to the request. Now, sometimes during that process, I'm told a lot of stuff about people that I never say, that I never mention, that I never question, that I never bring up. But as I've matured spiritually, I've understood its place in helping to better address the need, to concern, the request of the client. So there are certain things about a client's past that they don't say, maybe not necessarily they don't want, want me to know, but they have a hard time saying that. And so I, I'm now gifted that so that I'm able to then address said topic um, with some sense of compassion with some sense of compassion. And often my language will change and the client will say, you know, yes, you're right, or some confirmation will leak from my mouth. And um, then they will ultimately give sort of permission, if you will, to sort of go into uh, what was shown, shown um, during that reading process for clarity. Yeah, predators messed things up. There was a lot that went on that shut down those uh, chat rooms. I realize how high I am now in my chat. Yeah, I'm interested in digital real estate. Um, It's a reality, so there's no question it's a reality. Um, But how that works, how to get into it, and the cost. Oh, my God, I've seen some stuff that's just outrageous when when you consider virtual space. But it's not outrageous when you consider what will be bought, sold, traded, experienced in that space and sort of the numbers. So those are some of the things that we have to consider. As we move in, and let your vibe uh, contact me. Send me an email. Let me know how that goes. What you come across. What you find on your journey into uh, virtual real estate. Let your vibe says ninety-nine percent of his teaching work is done on Zoom. Yet yeah, Zoom is a new thing for me just like doing this uh, video podcast is a new thing. I've only been doing video podcasts for Help Me Out, uh, God's Initiative, two years. Did I start in January of 2020, or did I start in January of 2019? I think it was January 2020. Yeah, I think I started podcasting video January of 2020. So this is relatively new to me. Zoom was absolutely new to me. Now, just making videos was not new, but even elevating that to another level, um, yeah, has definitely transformed expeditiously in the last uh, five years, for sure. And I think that's not a bad idea. No more traditional classrooms. That's not necessarily a bad idea. And it depends on what you're teaching and how much demonstration and activity, you know, which still can be remedied virtually. Oprah does virtual interviews where the people are there virtually. Yeah, I don't blame her. (laughs) Yeah, more and more of us are discovering the world of virtual reality via machines like the Oculus Quest. I have never heard of it. So let me write that down. Oculus Quest. Yeah. Okay. I've seen it and had no idea what it was. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that on TikTok. Uh, Some older black man, 86 years old, I think, and he's using it. Uh, Some people have had some serious mishaps, have run into walls in their house while using it. I just had no idea what it was called. I knew it was um, virtual reality. I just had no idea what it was or what it was called. Gene Williams says they're all homeschooling. I'm glad to hear that. These new variants are no joke. Yeah, Gene, they've been a problem for me. Um, As a teenage runaway, child runaway on the street, um, I feel my chakras got separated at a very young age. I mean, first you're growing up in, in 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 a house with such abuse and trauma, um, rape, molestation, bastardization, indoctrination, etc. So my chakras were literally being ripped apart at the heart, at, at the fourth chakra. Um, and so my voice developed strength, my third eye developed strength, my chakra, seven of my crown chakra developed strength. Um, my eighth chakras and above began to really develop um, probably prematurely um, and expeditiously compared to, you know, others around me. Um, And of course, what was happening at the first, second, and the third. First, second, and third was blocked from the beginning. Um, Didn't like sports from her. Didn't like balls. Didn't like cars and trucks a whole lot. My grandmama bought them, you know, when I was a toddler too young to really understand, but they were not anything I was really impressed with. Uh, I was more impressed with more cognitive things, more emotional things, uh, more creative things. Um, didn't take gym at school. You know, dodgeball was probably the last and the worst thing I ever did in school. Um, and after the seventh grade, because of, well, after the sixth grade. And because of evangelical Christianity and religion, I was required to take physical education in a co-ed setting anymore in the in public school um, by religious letter. So I've been cut off first, second, and third or limited in the first, second, and third chapters um, from a child. It's a condition that I totally get. Um, and, and I am definitely, uh, um, um a mental health, um, I, I want to say something new here, um, proponent, um, certainly wellness oriented in terms of my own mental health, but certainly pre-diagnosed with imbalances of mental health, um, which, yes, uh, the Goddess Initiative separated at the fourth chakra. I uh, was never very physical as a as a younger person. I'm much more physical now as an older person. Um, I'm probably much more likely to fight now than I was in my 20s. Uh, I'm much more likely to fix something now than in my 20s. Uh, I'm much more likely to be, you know, household repair man now than I was um, in my 20s or repair person, I should say, because uh, it's non-binary, gender-specific. But just I've seen that as I grow and mature and continue to heal, I, I can see it with such a clarity now that I could not see it before and certainly couldn't voice it or find words for it. Yeah, you have to start at the root. I mean, you have to. That's why my ancestral work in divination starts at the table. It has to start at the floor. I've never said that before out loud either. <laughs> it has to start at the floor. You, you have to start at the ground. Thank you, um, Gene Williams. that a big confirmation that I'm doing the right thing. I, I said at the top of the show I was doing something new, though it might not appear like it, but I am. (laughs) And maybe it's working. Maybe it's working. Uh, Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And there was a time when I slept a lot. And sometimes sleeping a lot is not just, you know, about depression or hormones or um, melatonin, but, but sometimes it's also about people who are not taking time in their waking state to consciously go into the spirit realm. And so you now have to do it in, in, in the sleeping state, in in a trance state. Yeah, It's something that has to be continually balanced and rebalance. Think of the earth. The earth is in constant motion. It's not just spinning. It's tilting and rocking at the same time. So not only am I spinning around 360 degrees, but I'm also wobbling at the same time. So there's no such thing as you know perpetual, constant, um, unchallengeable balance it it is human and godlike to be challenged and to then rebalance thank you connie gene williams i certainly am grateful for that i'm going to be wrapping up soon we got about 15 minutes Okay, so it was January 2020. Thank you for that. Yes, I've been podcasting like this relatively new. Your daughter wouldn't. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. You have to come on one day and tell us that story. Yeah, the, the new technology is always extremely expensive. In the beginning, think about how much CD players cost when they first came out. Think about how much a walkman costs in 1979, 1980, and everybody wanted one. And in less than, I don't know, three years, everybody had one, and, and then you couldn't get rid of them. You go to the grocery store, you go into Walmart. The Wal- in fact, I think that's how Walgreens and Walmart really came about. It was so much of that stuff that they had to get rid of it. The the batteries, remember when they had to get rid of all the batteries, all the D batteries, C batteries, the double A, triple A? Now, they still sell those because we still have items that use those. But remember, there was a time that the price fell, fell when the technology for powering devices changed and you could recharge and you could replug in things. So the the new technologies are always extremely expensive in the beginning. Uh, One, because it's a new technology. Two, because of, you know, popularity and and demand. Um, And I think three, because they're still often uh, actively designing, redesigning, renewing, you know, sort of how they make things. And so in time – the prices do then fall when the technology sort of forces them to. You know, I forgot I had an appointment. Yeah, um, and so I'm going to have to move forward. Probably should have already ended the show, but I'm sure um, all will be well. Yes, thank you kindly. Um, I'm certainly grateful to and for each and every one of you for being such consistent participants, listeners um, to the podcast, to the show. Um, for my godchildren, for my initiates, for my students, it's a bit of an open classroom. Uh, it's a bit of an opportunity for us to see and and, and hopefully hear each other. Uh, but it's also an opportunity for me to invite the new um, to come in and don't remain isolated in your interests. Don't continue to remain isolated in your curiosity. We must find a way to rebuild and reconnect our community um, away from the systems that no longer serve us, uh, but in a way that will continue to feed and support our present reality, but also the realities that we will be living and are beginning to live as we continue to move into the future. We could very well have, you know, reasonably affordable flying cars in three to five years, really easily. Um, we could be living in a whole nother universe in three to five years, whether it be a pandemic, technology, um, some extraterrestrial demonstration that, that's just undeniable and, and global, but our reality uh, is no longer moving at, at a slow and a low pace,
0: uh, and not
2: just the digital age, but the atomic age, uh, the cosmic age, uh, a time of great expansion of knowledge, of consciousness, of truth, of wisdom, but also of self-empowerment. So I don't think there's any greater time for ATR. I don't think there's any greater time for uh, quantum metaphysics and spirituality. Um, I don't think- I do phone and virtual and and certainly in-house appointments as well but by appointment only by email to schedule the appointment only all is a blessing I look forward to connecting with each and every one of you uh, again in the new year as we move forward all is a blessing peace and love joy and prosperity
1: Congo Square. Thank you, Kylie. The, the almost Indians. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us. Centuries before our arrival. A sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The almost Indians prepared this place for us. Centuries before our arrival. Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our hosts, the Omus Indians, they pushed aside our hosts. The colonizers came and pushed aside our hosts and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Les Places de Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment, but nevertheless, even as slaves, We crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life, we beat. We be. We was and is hail Congo Square. Congo. Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate. A world herald by the beat, 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 being, beating, being of black heart drums. Heart beat, heart beat heart be at this place at this place be heart be be we beating place in new world space beating being in place in new world preserving our ancient pace our dance is the god walk our music the god talk first thing we do Let's get together. Circle ourselves into community. No beginning. No end. Connected together. And singing. Ringing. Singing. In a ring. Second, let's be original. Aboriginal. Be what we were before we became what we or be bambula dance, be bonza music, and sing song words which have no English translation. Third, let us remember. Let us remember never to forget even when we can't remember the specifics. We must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. The bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy. Must retain and pass on the essential usness that others want to dissipate, whip out Hello. of us. Whoa! no matter, no matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, deep inside us is us, deep inside us is us, remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free, the beat to free us. It is morning, a sun day, a field, a field without shade, but dark, dark with the people black of us in various, various, various shades, eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to be to be. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us To remember To beat